You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest hails from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, and has been reviewing film and television for years, most notably on his YouTube channel called Flick Connection, of which I've been a subscriber since 2019. His reviews and recommendations really made my pandemic experience a lot more tolerable and due to his laid-back, relatable approach and well-informed descriptions of most things that appear on the tube. Uh, I've see, he's seen his channel balloon to almost 400,000 su- subscribers and counting. He is a radical reviewer, a fine father, a slick Southerner, an amazing American, a classy critic, a marketable moviegoer. He likes to shoot the breeze and makes a mean grilled cheese. He enjoyed the film Prey and is starting to go gray. He talks movie selections while on Flick Connection. He often drinks Fanta and he hails from Atlanta. My knees are arthritic and he's a hell of a critic. He often unwinds with Georgia on his mind. He is an opposer and likes Furiosa. He eats with his mouth and lives down south. He likes movies you see and goes by DVD. Folks, when I have an omelet, I often add ham. And please welcome to the show. It's Darren Van Dam. DVD, how you doing? I'm doing great. That is easily the grandest introduction I've ever, ever had. Well, you're an interesting guy. And I Most tell of you, it was accurate, too. I can't remember the last time I had a Fanta, but other than that, you're pretty spot on. Uh, well, I was wondering. I don't like to put words or drinks in anybody's mouth, but I figured it rhymed and you must have had a Fanta. 
I've had one or two, and then I do I do make a mean grilled cheese. You want to know the secret to like the meanest grilled cheese? Aside from the cheeses and the bread that you pick, yeah, you've got to put shredded cheese on the outside of the bread, like Tim Hortons. You haven't been to Tim Hortons? Oh no, yeah. Well, we 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 don't have Tim Hortons, so yeah, I've never had a Tim Hortons grilled. I cheese. I was just in Buffalo. It's all over Buffalo, but it makes sense. It's on the border, and Tim Hortons is was that you know if if I say Tim Hortons, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? I do from from yeah. movies. Yeah, from oh movies. yeah, okay, yeah. Well, he was a, he was an NHL hockey player, Tim Horton. Okay. And he, he actually, I believe he was like 42, 43 playing for the Sabres and he died in a car accident, but that's not why he already had it started. But then, you know, whoever took it over, I'm guessing his family, it's huge in Canada. But anyway, that's how they do it. I did see your, uh, by the way, I cheat notes. I, I watched, uh, I knew that because you had your old, you had your Darren Van Dam channel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I was just, that was me dabbling like a few years ago. And then I've got kind of more laser focused on the the main channel and, and grew that. Um, I would like to do other stuff uh, sometime. I, I, I actually almost started YouTube doing cooking instead of movies. Really? Um, okay. I yeah. I used to, I used to cook a lot, man. And then uh, having kids pump the brakes on that. I mean, I still do sometimes, but not, not like a hobby. Like I used to do way more. I mean, for the per capita, for the people I know, and I know a lot all over, which is great. I, I loved my hockey journey. It was unpredictable, and it, a lot of it was in the minors, but great spots, right? So when I when I was down south, I noticed a lot more guys my age at the time in their 20s and, you know, eventually 30s uh, cooked. And I, I don't know if that's something with the culture, but uh, not that we don't, but I don't know. I've, I've got a pretty good handle on it. Our farm team, when I was our, with the Montreal Canadiens, one of them was in New Orleans, and... Uh, we went there quite a bit, and uh, I noticed a lot of guys cook a lot down south. Yeah, my uh, since you mentioned it, my dad was always the cook when I was a little kid, and then my mother she just like could not cook when I was <laughs> when I was really little, but she learned, and she's she's a great cook now. But um, yeah, my I, I remember my dad cooking a lot when I was growing up, and then I sort of adopted it later. But uh, yeah, I almost did that. I don't think I would have been as successful at it. I think it would have run out of of things to cook on YouTube a lot quicker than I ran out of movies to talk about. So I think I made the right choice. And there's more people. If this was 20 years ago, I'd go cook all the way, maybe 25. But, but God, there's just an influx. There's a food channel. Now, you might laugh because there's movie channels. But what you do, I find, is unique. Even critics have been around. Not that you're a full-on critic, you know, but because I, I, I need to get there. I, I'm not sure what when one becomes qualified in order to do that. <laughs> I often read Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, are all these people qualified? But anyway, anyway, I want to go back to your roots. I'm a big fan. I've been watching since 2018 or 2019. Um, I think Flick Connection has been around since 2016. I, I, you're around my age. I don't. I think I'm a little bit older. But you're, you're, you start. You just said you're into cooking now. Was it Atlanta, Georgia you grew up in? What were you, some of your heroes? Um, I'm an only child. I... Back before social media, I think we were all connected to classic albums and movies a little bit more um, for many reasons. The obvious one being, you know, time spent not on social media. <laughs> but how did you become this film guru? And you just mentioned cooking. So were those your two passions or did you have more? No, the cooking thing was just something I was really into for a while and I uh, got Got pretty good at it, but that was a, a, a shorter lived thing that maybe I'll get back into when I'm not like making macaroni and chicken nuggets all the time. But, uh, you know, the kids <laughs> oh, get you a got older. kids now. Yeah. How yeah. They don't want to eat the stuff that, that I cook. Four boxes of craft dinner instead of two. Right. They won't eat the stuff that I try to cook, but maybe when they get a little bit older. But um, no, I'm originally from Mississippi, um, which we actually spoke about once. Yeah. 
Um, cause I've, I've seen more hockey in Mississippi than I have in, in uh, Atlanta cause the, uh, the thrashers moved right when I moved yeah. here, but, uh, growing up, like, I guess I was like 10, 12 when the sea wolves, um, mm-hmm. started playing in Mississippi and we, we went to games pretty often. That was a, that was a fun thing to do, but yeah, I'm from, uh, South Mississippi, um, went to college at Mississippi state and then, uh, moved here. I don't know, like 13 years ago now. And then I've done a lot of different things, but um, I have a degree in graphic design. So I did that for a while, um, worked in marketing for a while. And I just, I just hated working in an office environment. Yeah. I just, I I don't know. I always thought that's what I wanted to do. I was going to be a designer. I was going to, and I got, I ended up working for a company that I really was excited about working for. And I, I, it was kind of the job I thought I wanted and I enjoyed it for a while. And then it just started to, I don't know, man, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to just sit still and do that for an indefinite amount of time. So, yeah. um, I always kind of was trying to work on a side hustle. I had like an e-commerce website at one point and a blog and I've, I've done quite a few things that never worked out. Wow. And flick connection luckily like kind of the coolest thing i've done so far managed to uh managed to get traction um and it's been fun man i i i can't uh, like i don't have a boss i'm able to kind of make what i want to make i watch movies in my downtime it's it's pretty rad in your downtime is an understatement i've always wanted to ask i've never known somebody who's with the same kind of work that you have. I've known directors, producers, actors. I'm sure there's a lot of watching and a lot of absorbing, but you have to watch a lot and you also have to watch things that you might not like for your work. Now, how do you get time? Even even without kids or anything, I don't know. Is it for a day? And then with kids and a wife and a seemingly happy existence, how do you pull it all off? Okay, so I don't watch as many movies as it may seem like from the amount of content that I put out. So obviously, I watch all of the movies that I talk about. But, you know, some of these are ones that just appear on Netflix that are maybe 10 years old that I saw eight years ago. I I don't know what it is. I've always had like kind of a steel trap of a memory in certain ways. Like I'm very forgetful. I forget all kinds of stuff. But I, I don't know, man. I remember I remember all the movies I see very, very well. And I'm able to comment on them, even if I've seen them a, quite a while ago. And then there are ones where if I feel like I don't remember it very well, I will rewatch them. Now, I, I hear you there. That's what I, I never used to do that. And you've, you often get on there and you go, you know what? This is worth the rewatch. Trust yeah. me. And yeah. the, the way it is for me, it's often the other way around. I go back. I had Penny Lane there the other day and I rewatched Ace Ventura and I go, I remember this being really funny, but I guess I watched it when I was like 15. It's not, not yes. as good as I, yet the, or the mask was better than I thought. So now I'm, and I listen to you once in a while and I did that with a few action movies recently. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad I did this. It's almost like opening up another whole part of my brain. It's nostalgic, but there's all kinds of shit I missed, right? You get older, you, you, you experience things differently things. So do you, look forward to it and first of all how many in a week do you say you watch oh and you i mean at least seven at a minimum i mean i watch one every day minimum so probably like 10 okay probably 10 or 15 and 15 sounds high 10 sounds about right 
Um, but like kind of the way I go about it is there will often be things I'm excited about. I'll watch them close to when they come out. Um, those are kind of easy. I fit them in. Like I, I want to watch it. That's the one I want to watch. But um, if there's really obscure stuff um, and I'm just not sure about it, sometimes I'll put stuff like that on while I'm working, um, just while I'm editing try to absorb it and if it looks like it's going to be worth the watch then i will actually watch it and give okay. it my attention but generally you know i can kind of tell of an hour of kind of passively watching something if it's something that i'm going to go back and give my attention to so i burn through some of the really you know i watch a lot of bad movies and that's kind of how i've learned to burn through them yeah. um because i can i can i can put it together and, and, and to that note though like you know from watching me for a while, I recommend a lot of bad movies. Yeah, but... So it, it's got to have redeeming factors. It's got to have things to grab onto, things that are interesting about it. If it has none of that, and it's kind of just people trying to make a movie and it just doesn't have anything interesting grabbing me, then it's not going to be worth, you know, me talking about. So I don't watch it. But that's... No, okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I Seven to ten movies is still a lot, really, if you think about it. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, that's what I like about it. And that's what opened my mind for people listening now. Like, I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I went by Rotten Tomatoes a lot, but, and it, and it is it, a lot of the time. I mean, if there's some blockbuster coming out and it's 95%, I'm like, okay, like, obviously I'm going to probably go watch this, but there are movies that won't, you know, they'll make you 30 or 40% on there. And what you got to remember is that this is just, a, a, it, it's all these particular specific critics with one review and they're all combined. So it might be three or 400, 500 reviews. And sometimes if it's like, say a sequel. So normally if it got 30%, I just wouldn't go to it. I wouldn't watch it. But sometimes it might be negative in the sense that someone says, well, this is the sequel and it's already been done. Yeah. But, but still it might be pretty good. Or they might say, well, you know, the cinematography is awesome, but the acting isn't quite great. So, but it goes on the rotten tomato side and I'm going, okay, but still I kind of like that. And so I like how you bring to the forefront a lot of the things that might make the movie great, even if two or three things that don't seem to be the most publicized parts right. of that film. There are many more. So um, that's more of a thank you than anything else. So as you go, first of all, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. The yeah, Connection yeah. comes up, comes up in, in 2016, correct? Yeah, I started I started as an Instagram account, just like kind of as a hobby. So kind of, I guess, to answer your question a little bit more as to like how I got into it, I made a decision. It was probably around the time I bought a new phone. I upgraded to a, you know, the iPhone 6 or whatever it was at the time. I kind of remember making a decision that I wasn't going to just download a bunch of little games and social media apps to pitter away, like fritter away time when I'm in waiting rooms or in the car, whatever. Cause that's what I just noticed I was doing. I noticed everyone around me is just sort of like playing with their phones, but they're not really doing it. It's the worst. Yeah. I, I don't right. <clears throat> five years since a phone game clash of the, whatever it is. I was just like, what am I doing with my brain gone? Exactly. So I had the same thought. I'm like, well, you know what? I will see if I can game Instagram. I'll just make an account where I start to share like, things about movies and it that's all I really intended to do. I'm like, let me see if I can figure out how to grow an audience. So I tinkered with that for a while and I was, it started getting some traction right around the time my son was born. He's like six and a half now. 
And then a, around the time he was a year old, so like a whole nother year later, um, not only was the Instagram growing, but all of the feedback on it was really positive. How was it growing? And, were you attaching, like, were you in tagging major studios or? No, or I, I wasn't even interested in that. I was, I was posting like images of movie posters and things I found interesting, but then I was, I was listing out a, I was writing out a bunch of information about the movie. So like, let's say a movie like Predator, if I found like some cool art or a poster, I might share it, cite the artist when I could, and then just write a bunch of like cool behind the scenes things about Predator. Like just as an example, but I would do that every day. I posted something like that. Um, sometimes I would post little snippets of movies and and tell people to guess what the movie is to see if they could figure out from little like out of context things. Ah, a little bit like of that. interaction. I see. Yeah, but it, the comments section, everything was so positive. It was very different than the what I thought an interaction with like an audience was going to be. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do this on YouTube too, because I was all on the side. I was paying attention to kind of how YouTube was taking off and channels were not only growing but they were getting millions and millions of views and i kind of knew marketing wise like i didn't know how much all that was worth but i knew that like advertisers were going to be spending money on youtube i was like let me see if i can let me try it i'm gonna so i i decided i guess it was maybe 2017 i was like this year i'm gonna post a video every week and I did more than that. I did more than 50 videos in my first year, but I, that was like, I'm just going to commit to it. No matter how much it grows or not, I'm going to do that much work. And if it is growing, I'll, I'll decide what to do after I've committed to doing that for a year, basically. Okay. And um, it, it, I think I, I mean, honestly, I probably uploaded about 50 videos before I hit a thousand subscribers. So like think, that's what that's what I think a lot of people don't realize when they see like YouTubers or anybody that's got kind of like their own audience that they've built. Like 50 videos, that's countless hours. I mean, I don't know how many hours of work that is, but each one took hours and hours of work. Yeah. And there was no payoff for any of that. That like there was no tangible payoff at the time. But I got a thousand subscribers and then five thousand came pretty quick. And then 10,000 came even quicker. And then it was 20, 30, and then it grew to 100 within a couple, or it grew to 50 within the next year. And then it grew to 100. So it it it, it kept growing, so I kept doing it. And uh, it's turned into just being like, a, like an amazing thing to do, like a really fun thing to do. And the thing I really like about it is I, it's very different from what I thought I was going to start off doing. I, I, I kind of wanted to do like deeper dives into movies and try to do more inter- things that I think are maybe more interesting. But what I found is that it is very helpful for a lot of people for me to just recommend a lot of movies in a short amount of time and kind of tell you how to get more out of all these streaming services that you have access to. Yeah, I love those. Right. Because, and, and I like making them now because I realized like I have seen a lot of these movies that people pass up. Like you see the thumbnails all the time. I've watched them. I can tell you about them and give yeah. you an idea because I did do sales for a while too. So I can, oh, I, yeah. in a minute, I can give you an idea as to whether or not it's like a good fit for you. And that's what I try to do. I, I don't want to convince people to watch movies that they're not going to like. Yeah. That's what I like about it. It's an honesty. You're the everyday, um, you seem like an approachable. And would you call yourself a critic? 
She's not really no, criticizing I, your record. No, your record and I'm not like a weirdo about it. I'm not going to be like, don't ever call me a critic. But I, I, um, I don't approach it the same way. I read film criticism, and I don't think I look at it the same way. In fact, I, I, one big reason I don't do... Um, I don't post many videos on new release movies, like things that just came out to the theater. I used to. I used to. I found, particularly if it was something I was looking forward to, I was maybe a little too excited about it, like in the interim, and yeah. and maybe oversold it because I and it's genuine excitement. You know, I was if yeah. I enjoy a movie, I'm I'm gonna be kind of jazzed about it. Um, so I approach it differently than film criticism, and I generally find a lot more to love in movies, um, I think, than film critics generally do. Uh, and so I just don't, I don't know. I, I, it's just a different approach that I have. I'm more or less recommending things more than I'm yeah. reading them. You That's know? what I get. A lot of them, not all, not all, but some, and I've followed it forever. I'm an only child, like I said, with unlimited movies and album collection growing up in every way. So, And I lived right next to an all-movie theater that nobody ever went to. It only shut down like a year ago. Tops of oh, summer. wow. So... I, I really, I, 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 you know, I have, I think a lot of people in today's day and age could say they have a real close connection with movies and film or TV show or at least one somehow, some way. But for me, I, I do. And, and I, I identify with a lot of where you're coming from and a lot of things. So a lot of other people, they're doing it one at a time. This is what I love, like a classic example. I don't know when you put this one out. I usually stay up. I, I've, I haven't gone back and watched your early ones, but the last three years I've seen pretty much every one unless oh, something man. slipped by I, me. Man. Um, I appreciate it. I love the top 20 uh, fantasy. Time Bandits, I never heard of it. Time oh, Bandits, yeah. I never heard of it. Just, just one example. Pete's Dragon. You got, um, uh, Jesus, a, a Monster Calls, Green Light, The Fall. All these are great. Um, I got Dark City last night. Awesome. These I either forgot about or didn't know about. And my ex-wife say loves the princess bride and the never ending story. And I'm always trying to look for films like that. And when you, once in a while, you'll go here are 20, uh, you know, that are available to you right now. I'm going, although I can't get the fall. Um, but I, and I don't want to get, yeah, I know I, I wanted to talk about that movie and I looked, so I don't know if you noticed on that particular video, but I, it's the only time I've done it and I'm going to see what happens on the video. If people like it, I'll do the extra work. I'll keep doing it. But in that top, in the top comment where I normally put the list of movies, I listed out their availability in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia. Maybe that was it. But I normally don't. That's I, I had to go through and like use a VPN and find out where all the movies were in each region. Wow. People like it. So that way, you know, when you're in Canada and certain stuff's locked out, you can go look at, like, if you go back to that video and look at the, that comment that I put, it's got the full list and it shows where all those things are available in Canada. You know what's funny? I'll go back and look. Now, all those hours I put in, you just said you put something on in the background, so I often would either, I'm, I'm out driving and I just listen, or, um, and I didn't even know about a podcast till yesterday. I just, I'm talking about YouTube. So, if I'm at home saying I'm doing some research for this or I'm, you know, I'm, I've got a few auditions to do, whatever it might be. A lot of what I do is out of my basement as well. Um, my house anyway. I will have yours on and then they'll just come up. Right. So I'm making notes. So I got to I got to pad out, make a notes for my podcast or whatever. And then I got another pad over here. I got me and Penny Lane and then me. And I got a list for both of us. What I think. So, you know, you might come up with 
seven that I know that I'm not going to care about. So no offense to you. I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah. But I, in the once I hone on, I'll pause on the computer, listen, and I'll make notes. So I don't ever, like very rarely do I read the comments. or And I, I appreciate that you go through that trouble. But I like making the notes myself because I figure your words with my notes usually lands me in the right spot. Yeah, um, yeah. I just mean it, it will t- the, that comment I leave will tell you what streaming service each of the movies is on. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is based great. on what country you're in, too, is what I did on that particular one. But yeah, I generally my my hope is that when most people watch, I'm like, let's say if a video is 20 minutes long, you may only find a couple of titles, maybe two, three, four that you want to watch. But still that like you can easily look on Netflix for 20 minutes and not find anything to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying for to kind sure. of eliminate that, you know, like watch me for 20 minutes and I'll give you a couple of things you're excited to watch rather than just browsing Netflix. But it's a, it's, I can't market myself that way. People just have to find me. You know what I mean? Hopefully that's how people use me for the most part. I heard about it in a hockey dressing in one sec. I'd let the cat out. I heard about it in a hockey dressing room, to be honest. It was oh, afterwards, yeah. and, and one of the guys was talking about it and said, this is where I get my recommendations. And the reason that he did is something that struck home with me because he recommend. I don't know which one. Here's where I get confused. And, you know, like they say, Brian Wilson, when he went in and tried to come up with pet sounds, like it just drove him mad because of all the possibilities. I start to look at like foreign films and go like, it, it overwhelms me. There's so many. So, I mean, this is just last week. So you, 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 you or maybe maybe a month ago, Furios. Okay, then last week, one someone said, and you've said before, the Raid Redemption. So I watched it. So I had to watch Headshot. Now these are movies from Indonesia. Forget the guy's name, Uka Quay or whatever. It's I recognize yeah. from watching Indonesian movies. Now I've seen him in three or four, and I'm going, what am I doing? If they're in Indonesia. Are there movies that are that great from all over? Like, and then it's unlimited then. And some of these I like as much as I like the Maltese Falcon, one of my favorites ever. So I'm going, wow. Like sometimes these lists are so subjective because we're only really a lot of the time over here. If it's Rolling Stone magazine or something, it's mostly Hollywood. And now I'm realizing there's way more to it. So how do you figure out which countries, A, which foreign films, I know some are coming up the docket on Netflix, so you got to, but there must be a format that you go with because it blows my mind. No, I, I actually have a hard time with it. It's I, I've kind of like gradually figured out like what movies are good and from certain countries like South Korea has yeah. like a really amazing movie market. They make really great movies and obviously they make crappy movies too, just like we do, but so the, the, you got to call through them, but they do make a lot of really good things. So like, that's a great place to start looking for like foreign okay. stuff. And on the, and on the South Korean stuff on Netflix is generally dubbed. Well, just in the last couple of years, I started discovering a lot of stuff from Spain and just like, um, movies you're used to, you'll find that like there's actors that you like, that's one yeah. way to help find like, I can't think of some of their names, but there's a couple of Spanish actors that I've recognized. I'm like, hey, he's been in like three things I've liked. And then I'll see other things that they're in. I'm like, man, this guy's in really great movies. So that helps. But yeah, there's great stuff on Netflix from Spain. I like a lot of stuff from Australia. Um, 
And then I've, but, but kind of more to your, I guess this might illustrate the point a little more. I've only just started um, checking out movies from India because their market is so crazy. They've got so many movies they put yeah. out. It's hard to tell which ones are good. And they dub them in multiple languages because they've got a bunch of languages they speak there. And so every movie comes out in like at least three different Indian languages. So that means two of them are dubbed, which means you're going to watch it dubbed and with subtitles if you don't know what it's 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 kind of daunting. But there's really cool stuff in India, too, like big blockbustery kind of things that are pretty cool. Like, so you you recommended one a couple of months ago, whatever it was, Furiosa, okay? So yeah. I watched this. I loved, here's another, that's from Poland. Am yes. I wrong? It's a Polish Yes, movie. that one's Polish, yeah. And two or three performances in it, even though I'm reading it, I'm going, wow, they brought me to goosebumps. And I'm wondering, I don't even know if you know this, would actors in Poland make the same kind of money like are, are the, is that their living I, I would never think i would thought you you if you're in poland i mean i could see it in india nothing against poland but it just doesn't strike me as the movie capital of the world and if, you know going back to indonesia like are these people making the deserving money that they should is it a, is it an industry there or are they throwing these things out there and they go to work as a welder that night and realize hey man people in north america like it um, I would imagine like with the actors and things that they're they're fairly well taken care of. But as far as like the movie crews, I don't know. I, I, as far as the movie crews go, it would depend yeah. on what kind of unions they have over there. You know, I, I, that that's a good question. Um, but but a lot of these movies, like the Furiosa one, it's a, it's kind of an independent movie. It's kind of a smaller yeah. scale movie, but it's just it's that's what that's, that's what got me there. And I, I, I'm. Goosebumps, man. The acting. I thought it was fantastic. Well, the story, anyway, I don't want to blow my load here too much, but I'm saying I fucking loved it. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the, the thing that's cool about Netflix is they, because those movies are wouldn't be popular in America anyway, they get them for, like, no money. You know, they get them for cheap, yeah. I guess. I would imagine that. But that's why they have so many... And people complain. They're like, there's so many foreign movies on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, they're picking awesome ones that aren't expensive to get the license here in the, in the U S because they're, they're killer movies. You just gotta, you gotta watch them. And then I've, I've preach about it all the time. If you don't like subtitles, Netflix, a lot of their foreign movies are dubbed really well. I know some people kind of balk at that. They're like, Oh, you can't dub a movie. Well, but it's like every animated movie you watch is dubbed. You know what I mean? So like voice acting can be done well. It's not perfect. But there's a lot of great Netflix, foreign Netflix movies that are dubbed in a way that's not all cheesy and like like old Godzilla movies or anything. Darren, I'm going to tell you something now. You're not going to believe this, but I was one of those, I'm going to say fairly ignorant um, movie watchers anyway, that didn't do that a lot. I mean, the odd movie come up over time. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'd seen them, but I was just like, I'm not wasting my time. Not only now do I not notice at all. It, it it doesn't bother me one bit, but I put the closed captioning on every show that I watch if I can, because now I just like to know exactly what sometimes someone might turn their head and I don't. So I'm reading and I'm watching what and it, it's a combined experience. So I went there. Second of all, do you know what I went back and did? I pick up on what you just said. A few years ago, I started watching you in that. And I, when I started to watch those subtitles, I realized there are good voice actors. So you know what I like to do? I don't know if you've ever done this. 
I listen to old time radio. So there's there's an app you can get them on YouTube, whatever. But go back and listen to like Sam Spade. Uh, I think Howard Duff might have been the guy who, and, and it ended up being the character in Maltese Falcon. Uh, you had, um, oh, the guy there was there was Johnny Dollar. He was literally an insurance agent. But it's that time between the twenties and maybe the late forties, fifties, that there was no TV, but people would gather around, yeah, the radio. And it's a, it's such a unique time to me because it's not even documented a lot. You almost forget it. And when you watch TV, the movies are, or it doesn't really depict that ever, even though that was a huge thing, like Hockey Night in Canada. People used to listen to Foster Hewitt. They used to sit around the radio and picture what Maurice Richard and Jean Beliveau were doing. Same thing with Sam Spade. You had to get into it. And now I love it. I drive around at night if it's dark and I throw it on and I find it. And these people are actors and I never gave it the credit it deserved. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't I haven't listened to it too much of it. I remember my grandpa used to have him on in his garage. But yeah, I mean, you can get a good performance uh, out of those things considering you can't see anything. That always did impress me. Whenever I do hear like old radio shows, yeah. I'm like, man, you can really like you can you can hear these people in the room that they're in. It's a different know? experience, but yeah. and it'll it'll also make you appreciate things that you know. I I put it on in like in the bathtub or at night when it's dark, and I just toss it on. It's like time travel. It's not even so much. I'm not doing it for the experience even fully to get to the plot and and absorb the acting or whatever. I'm doing it because you know all the people are likely dead, you know, like and there's something eerie, pleasingly eerie about about that and listening to the way they did it in the past and you know. This guy was an actor just like, I don't want to say like I am because I still don't consider myself. Uh, you're, have you ever been in a movie or show yourself? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been on some sets. I've had the opportunity to be on set a few times and observe like what that's like. Um, but yeah, no, I've never been in anything. Did you do any broadcasting or anything like that in school? You just... No, I didn't. Uh, I it, like I got a degree in graphic design. Um, and really had to teach myself uh, how to edit videos. Uh, edit but videos I, is one thing. I mean, you're acting on there, not acting, but you, you've got a presence with the camera. You're not nervous. You flow well. You, you seem like you'd be a great public speaker. Did you take any courses that way? I didn't, but I have actually been thinking about taking just a few just to sharpen some of that. But I, I think a lot of that just comes from doing it over and over and over again. What is your favorite genre? That's tough for me. If it's like a, if we're doing broad strokes, I mean, if I'm going to pick just like a broad, I'd say action. But me I mean, I, I'm a, I, or a crime, like really, some of my favorite movies are all like either action or crime movies. Like, yeah, top, I, I top. think action because action, a good action. If I thought of my top 10 action movies, they, they usually have some level of comedy, if not a great level of comedy to them. So you're almost. You know, like, I don't know, Penny Lane and watched and I watched Indiana Jones a couple nights ago in The Last Crusade. That was the final one in there. And I'm, you know, and then we watched Speed, Mission Impossibles. There's a lot of comedy in those movies. So you're almost getting two for one. I mean, not that I don't. You're getting that. Movie. And then the ones that hold up, the action movies that because there's a, there, the thing about action is there's a lot of really garbage action movies that have yeah. no real value. Like the acting's bad. The 
There's really no stunt choreography. The camera cuts around. You can't see any of the stunts. But then there's other ones where the stunts are really featured well and they're all yeah. shot well. And it's those are the ones that I really tap into. Like the raid you mentioned. The raid incredible and incredible stunt work in that entire movie. You can see all the action. They're not cutting around. It's insane. It's insane. The raid might be the best now. Take take comedy out. I just said with most. Uh, that yeah, that one is pretty. That's a straight up. But I I love the flow of it and the whoever did the score. Like it's almost like a heartbeat. The whole I noticed that. I went back and watched it again. Man, I loved it. I don't do that. Have often. you seen the second one? No, I haven't seen the second okay. one yet. And I just watched Headshot last night. I don't know if it's the same director. Definitely the same actor and the yes. same style. I mean, yeah, you would think it could be Volume One and Two, but I, I didn't look into it. I know they're yeah, both. Check out the raid too. It's 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 exceptional. Wow! So this is also exceptional because the raid one is one of the best movies I've I've seen. I think the raid movie. two is is maybe better. Okay, I heard you. I, I did watch you say that the other day. Yeah. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, do you forget like how do I find it really hard to remember? Like sometimes I'll be watching a movie. I'll be 20 minutes in and going, Jesus, I've seen this. Now growing up again, maybe with less distractions. I can tell you if I saw it, Tombstone, Unforgiven. Yeah, I saw those. Uh, Freddie got fingered. No, I didn't see it. I, but now it's almost like, Jesus, like I'm, I'm losing track. Do you, I mean, you must, it's your job, but how do you go about documenting and rating and do you make notes on all these and they're in books or is it really in your head? No, I generally don't make notes. I'll, I'll, wow. often, I'll often make notes if I'm watching something new that I want to comment on where I might do something at length. I'll make notes that way I don't forget things. But yeah, they're all movies I've sat with. I don't know that I've, I mean, may, I, honestly, it's maybe happened once that I've started watching something and gone, oh, I've seen this. Wow. My wife does it sometimes. I know other people that do it, but generally I, I know whether or not I've seen something, even if I saw it when I was like 13 once. I generally I find, know. Yeah, I, and I don't, I don't know if it was the time or if I was smoking. I never, ever drink. Sometimes I smoke a bit of weed. I might take really really minuscule amount of mushrooms then i find i remember it almost more or concussions but i really don't know but the it seems the further back i go i i do remember if i saw them or not but but lately and maybe oh, yeah. that's also in the streaming age where you can start a movie stop it you know i also am guilty of watching a movie over the course of three or four days not quite the same experience right yeah and well and i'm 37 i may you know in another five six seven years i may start to that that memory may start to slip i don't know uh, well, you look great for your age. How do you stay in shape? How the fuck do you stay? I saw a couple of your videos, saw you pumping iron and you. I, that's new. The protein actually. stuff. So what? as far as staying in shape, that's, I, that's actually very new. That is like a COVID thing. Uh, I think we got like six months into COVID and, uh, you know, it was like, fuck, I said I was going to work out. I said I was going to go to the gym when I started working for myself. I've been working for myself since like the start of COVID. And the gyms were closed and I kind of used it as an excuse. And then I was just like, one day I, I flipped a switch. I started doing push-ups, and, uh, I, I make sure I lift weights or do push-ups, pull-ups. I don't do, I don't do crazy, uh, intense exercises, but I do make sure I lift weights for like 20, 30 minutes, uh, a few times a week. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Do you have that the movies on while you do it? No, um, you just music, but I, I, but I make sure I do it every now and then I'll take a week off, but that's new. Like I said, that's a new thing for me. I, I didn't really grow up lifting weights much. Was always in decent shape just cause I, I don't know. I got a decent metabolism. I don't eat like crazy, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm in like way better shape than I ever was as a teenager now. 
Wow. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Okay, just a few more questions, if you don't mind, and then we're going to do some rapid-fire randoms. Uh, I need to know this. Do you know, I, I alluded to something earlier about what it takes to be a film critic. Um, first of all, are you ever asked for your opinion for those sites, like Rotten Tomatoes? Does your opinion go into it? No, I. but I actually have seen where like some other YouTubers after a while when they get bigger bigger than me they they've like appeared on there so it's they're like hey I'm... you don't need a degree from ryerson or, or something yeah, i think they just maybe eventually when you get to a certain uh, when they notice you they maybe use you but yeah i think they can just pull like your opinions i don't know because a lot of people like you that might be less passionate and less educated in the form not like school wise like i've seen it seeing some movies i mean anybody can say they're a movie critic i guess anybody can say they're a podcast host hey if people want to tune in they will i, yeah. I suppose okay fair enough i just wondered with rotten tomatoes because i mean they're, they got that big number there that everybody goes by and yeah i think you can register to be one but you have to have like you have to be churning out you know reviews i guess why uh, you don't put much time and effort into twitter or am i wrong no i, like I don't i've never liked it um, I, hate it. I dabbled with it for a while and then I was like, you know what? I just don't like this mode of communication. Like I'm talking about movies. Everything's visual and I know people do it successfully on Twitter, but I, I just it, it just didn't work for me. I don't like it. I just it's said, funny. At first that was the big craze. <laughs> I hate it. I find the most poison there. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you said, once actually you alluded to it. Um, one of your reviews, even way back, I think it was maybe on the Darren Van Dam channel and someone at you said, I'm going to answer some personal questions. And the first thing you said was some of you people should be ashamed of yourselves. Now, what did you mean? Did you get some crazy messages? I don't mean specifically, but I get them and I wonder how you go through them. I mean, people must be every day. I get 50 new messages, at least sometimes 300, 150 say like, give your balls a tug or pitter patter. And I like it. It's Shorzy fans there, but it, it's hard for me to go through them all. And then for you having to, you know, sort out, it's it's part of your job more than it's part of mine. That's a long question, but so how do you I I I turned it off. I've got it where I people I, I yeah they almost don't even want to talk about it. I've got it where people can't message me. Okay, unless, yeah, I'm gonna have to get uh, there soon because it's just yeah, it's just it, I, I honestly when I see because I follow a lot of celebrities and movie stars just because like on on yeah. Instagram that's Instagram is what I use the most. Um, me too. 
every now and then I'll see them. They still have send message in the bottom of their story. I'm like, they, they must just not be checking it at all, but they're, you can just turn it off. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know how to yeah. do that. It but, says, you know, at a certain point, it's kind of cool, but then eventually it's just, you can't, like you said, you get that many, you can't do anything with that. So it, yeah. It's and I feel bad because like one in every, I don't know, five or, or 10 or maybe or something. And, you know, they, they have legit question or they're, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's an intelligent conversation they want to have, but it's tough with so many. And, you know, there's going to be, um, trolls and that just pisses me off i hate even reading one message that's uninformed and ignorant and hiding behind an, an anonymous side so i i just i just ignore it uh actually i guess i don't do i i try to but uh, you i'll say me. i've read enough of those um to just you just eventually you just get like kind of not i don't want to say numb to it because it's not like oh i've read so many awful comments i'm numb to it you eventually read so many of them you just like they they really lose their significance like i, I think you i think eventually you get an appropriate there should there's an appropriate amount of significance for those to have which is like none yeah and, and I, I feel bad because i like to interact and i think that's kind of why my podcast got off the ground in the first yeah. place but I find myself now three or four hours a day going through messages and two of those hours is a headache. And I'm yeah. like, I might just think of either another play or, or throw an email out there. If you want to ask me a question for the podcast, here's the email and just randomly pick. And, but, but this answering every message now, I don't want to come off as fucking pompous. I'm asking you because it's the same sort of thing, right? People want to interact. Yeah. There's lots of great people out there. It's just hard to sort through. Well, yeah, and it's not. A, it's not. It's it's more about the volume, um, yeah. and then also just. I think I think it's hard for for a lot of people to realize. I mean, I didn't. I I that came off wrong because I didn't realize until I got to like I don't know like a hundred thousand subscribers, one hundred and fifty, where all of a sudden when when the audience started growing, all of a sudden it was like a faucet turned on. It was just like you can't. It's like drinking from a fire hose. You can't. You can't, can't please everybody. And I, I think but people might understand. I did have that. nice interactions with people before that. So it's, it is, but it's yeah. just the volume. It's just it's volume. Thing. I would like to do a live stream again. I haven't done one in a while. I, I find that's a good kind of forum for interacting with people kind of directly. I can read the comments and answer questions kind of as they come in. Do you, you ever know? do public speaking? So once in a while, like I'm being brought down to Rapid City, South Dakota, not far from. Mount Rushmore, I'm looking forward to that. It's a place that it might be beautiful, but I would just never go there because time yeah. and, and, and money probably don't allow it. I pick somewhere else. Uh, Austin, Texas, Sun Valley, Idaho. So I, the odd one I get and I go down and like answer some Q&A and I, with Shorzy, obviously that's picked up and that's great. There's hockey fans asking about hockey and movies. I mean, there couldn't be better. I got so fortunate there. But do you ever do that? I I, I would I would pay money if you came to town and were up. Give a, give I, a I haven't. I, I mean, it's occurred to me that like I could try to we've got a really cool. I don't want to say which one. We've got a couple of really cool theaters uh, in Atlanta. And I, I've wanted to maybe like host a movie. Yeah. Or screen something and introduce it. So I've, told, I've thought about that. But um, I haven't thought about that really since the pandemic started because I just didn't. I've, I've focused on other things. But um yeah, I had several ideas like that, doing some sort of event or, or something. And then I, I, at some point, I, I could easily just leave it and never do it. But I feel like I do have some things to say about um, growing an audience on YouTube that 
people might like to hear. So maybe I'll do something with that one day. I don't know. That's why I even say it. For me, I mean, I don't know if there's one thing that I get up and I would be, what's the word, qualified or interesting enough to talk about. But it all spills over into the hockey and then the acting and then living all over North America usually. So for you, yeah, I mean, you you, you got this. I mean, people watch you for one reason, right, for your spin on the movies. But the whole other interesting thing of how you built all this out of nothing, and especially, do you know how, people, how many people identify with that? Not with movies, but with being in a fucking office. I'm one of them, man. I worked for Red Bull. I was a territory manager here. Not Nothing against it. I wasn't used to it. Yeah. And I got into just working on a film crew, and I liked it more. Now, talk my way in and got lucky over the years. Here I am. But I did crew. I was locations, man, for like five, six years before anything happened. Um which also I just I'm, I'm going to mention now is surreal to me because I got in back here on crew and then I did a couple of stunts for shows, whether an actor couldn't get in or, or the very first scene in Frontier, Jason Momoa slits my throat because I got no tooth and they could easily make me look battered and why fly in someone from Hollywood or Toronto. Right. So I got I got in the acting union, but it was, you know, thing if they needed a fight stunt or me to flip over a car with a wig, whatever. But I didn't think of myself as an actor. This is going back like one year, maybe maybe two and I, I got this opportunity to be on Shorzy. And as a fan of yours, it's just surreal to me because I never thought that my our worlds would ever connect. I mean, I figured maybe sometime you'll know, like some show that I did background on. I did Departure that last year. Um, but I really never thought that that would happen. So to, to be in the acting world for me is huge, like 180 from what I thought. I was always interested. I was a creative kid, but who knows? Uh, and that being said, so I saw your review uh Shorzy the other day. I appreciate it. I almost honestly didn't want to get in your grill because, you know, it could have sucked. And then, you know, it's it's awkward for you. I can't imagine that. No, I genuinely love the show. It is a really cool, it, like what a cool show for you <laughs> to be a part of. I've got a buddy who um, I knew he would like it. He worked, he, when he's one of my best friends, he works in a steel mill and I knew he would like a lot of the banter in it. And sure enough, he he blew through it faster than I did. Uh, I can't believe when I, it. When I told him about it. So him and his wife watched it together. And I mean, um, I didn't I didn't get into Letterkenny as much. And, mm. and just the Shorzy, the scenes, most of the scenes are so quick and snappy. You can't keep up with all the jokes that drop in it, which I really like that. Just to, it's worth kind of rewinding it to go like, wait, 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 what did they <laughs> yeah. just say? And when we're doing it, the hardest part was to keep a straight face, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, I was a Letterkenny fan. It's small town Canada. It's a little different. There's definitely more of a heart and a storyline to Shorzy. Letterkenny could almost be, now not quite, but could almost be a series of skits. You yeah. Know, it's like, Here's this room. Here's that. And, and and I don't know if it follows one person the same as, you know, Shorzy is the heartbeat of the show. And we're all following a, a more obvious plot yeah. line. But anyway, um, it was surreal to me because I, I was watching Letterkenny again, not even consider myself an actor. I was in the union, but I was more crew than anything. So I'm watching it, not even thinking, fathoming it that I could ever be in it. I got the call to be in season eight and then being a spinoff it, it, i say it would be like being like seinfeld watching this like the soup nazi and then being such a fan that's the way i was of letter and then all of a sudden what the fuck i'm in this so yeah it, and your nickname's 10 inch cock in the show <laughs> i know what a favor what a layup he did for me likes <laughs> martinis and 10 inch cock so every time i go to the bar do you want a martini and people are thinking that i'm well hung it's awesome um but listen i, I noticed as well um 
because the first I used to make notes. I looked through my first four or five books of notes of these little this is what I do, these little scribblers. And I noticed that everything I was watching that you were recommending were movies. Do you do as much TV or was I just um, leaning towards one? But I, I said, geez, you know what? It, it was like months and months before I ever wrote down one of your TV recommendations. It's rare because I don't watch I don't watch that much TV because I watch so many movies. Ah, OK, so that's it's 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 hard for me because because also you got to think, uh, you know, a show that's maybe 10 episodes. Sure. Is it shorter? Uh, you know, and it's 30 minute episodes, but most shows are about 10 hours, eight to 10 hours yeah, long. That's, I could watch a handful of movies in that time, but I do, I do pick ones out that I really like, um, or I give them a, ch I give them a chance. And then if I really like it, I'll finish it. Um, yeah. But so, and I saw got, Hulu has good stuff on there that I feel like is not just underrated. Like obviously a lot of people watch Hulu. I'm not like downing on Hulu, but some of their productions on that show are are really like way better than than if stuff that's on Netflix. I, um, I agree, man. I only turned it on because I figured I might as well watch what we're affiliated with, yeah. right? And it's great, right? That that Pam and Tommy show that they did was, yeah, was like phenomenal movie quality stuff. I know one of the guys that's in that, one of the goons in that. Um, great stuff, though. And then and then I I uh, I've, I think I've got one episode of Schwartzy left, but I did tell you. Uh, when you told me we were going to record this, I was going to watch Slapshot, and I did. I found it and I watched it because um, uh, I hadn't seen it in years. A lot of uh, that is, I, is really similar. Like, it's spot on with being in the minors, especially at that time. My that dad, movie, I think, is almost as funny as, like, Caddyshack. Okay, yeah, good. Just good. in terms of the – the, it's not as classic people – you know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah. But the the laughs per minute in it, and kind of the quality of them, they're all irreverent and 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 kind of rough. And it's wild to see Paul Newman say yeah. some of the words that he says in that movie. It's wild, honestly. I'm glad he did it because, and it's often like in in the United States, I would consider hockey. You know, it's not of the four major sports: baseball, MLB, or sorry, MLB, NBA, NFL, and and hockey. I, I mean, hockey, I think, would come forth. Well, I know it would come forth, and Formula One might even come ahead of it, you know, tennis. Uh, but Slapshot is often considered one of the best sports movies. So it it it's over -repre represents the sport, which I love. It means that well, it was great that Paul Newman did it, but people kind of get it because that's not only hockey, that's specific minor league hockey. And a lot of that goes on. And I was it, it, the whole, what's the word, the, the vernacular, the, the, the whole culture of the minors at that time is 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 on display and American audiences accepted it. Like Shorzy, we didn't know. We're like, man, it's a hockey show. How far can this go? But, you know, it did all right. I'm glad. Now, so you watched uh, Slapshot. Those guys, that the Hanson brothers in real life are the Carlsons. They played with my father in Minnesota. And my dad played with a bunch of people in the movie. They're, most of them are real hockey players, which is also. And that's what I like about Shorzy. I think it gives you that that realistic element, you know, even the people in the background skating around, they're real. Yeah. Um, but, but thanks for watching both. I would, I wouldn't have, I know you watched the Mississippi sea wolves, but uh, I know that hockey's not huge down there. And, uh, but we're proud as Canadians of the sport and whenever it gets even like the mighty ducks, we just love it. Right. <laughs> that yeah. It, yeah. 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 I mean, I grew up on that too, but like, we just don't have it. We never had any ice in Mississippi. Yeah, man. It's, it's a novelty, which is awesome. I graduated in Washington state was the same thing. It was in the middle of a desert, Richland, Pasco and, and uh, Kennewick, Washington, the tri cities. And until hockey was there, they didn't have a rink and they would 
cheer and treat us really well. But hey, it's not as, it's not as big as part of the culture. That's understandable. Okay, I got some about ten minutes left. Fifteen minutes. Rapid fire randoms. Are you ready? And are you available? Are you cool with this? Yes. Okay, here we go. Darren Van Dam, Rapid Fire Randoms. Actually, one question I forgot to ask you before we start Rapid Fire Randoms is DVD. With the name DVD, you didn't think to do any spin-off of Flick Connection? or I think Flick Connection comes from French Connection. Am I wrong if I'm going back for That is correct. That is correct. It's one so of my favorites. Why not the DVD? It, it's your name. It's Yeah, it's, I, I've debated on maybe even just going with Darren Van Dam's channel name, but I, I've yet to pull the trigger on that. Well... Deep well, flick connection now, it's never more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have some addendum with DVD or, or something. Anyway, just a it's just a perfect name for anything film. Okay, rapid fire randoms. Here we go. Darren Van Dam, Death Row Meal. You've just come home and figured out that your whole life is a sham. You have no subscribers anymore. Your wife and kids are gone. You need to kill somebody. Who you you take it out on them? You you lop their head off with an axe. You're going to jail because it's the death penalty. You're in Texas. What are you eating tonight? I get to pick anything I want. Is it anything in the world, or is it anything? Anything that people in the making? whole world. There is a roast beef po' boy that you can only get in South Mississippi. It's from a place called Pirates Cove. Wow. I would have it is the it's covered in just just dark gravy. I would have that. Um, and a uh, Barks root beer. That would be my final meal. Fucking fantastic answer. Something that I haven't had and I'm going to. Uh, okay. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. I've thought about that before. Um, I feel like to, to, uh, like um, I'd want to move, be able to move things with my mind. Fantastic answer. Number one and two are always flying or invisibility. Well, uh, the, the reason I do the... the uh, uh, telekinesis is because I figure I could just make like myself fly if I had strong telekinetic powers. So wow, then I, you, it's two for one. I have thought about see, it. See, watching all those fucking fantasy movies, <laughs> of course you think about it. Um, you got a free trip for your family anywhere on earth right now. Where do you go? Right now, I you know, ju- I was just recently thinking I'd, I'd love to go to Hawaii and I've never really wanted to. And only just recently, like looking at it, like, yeah, that would be we should go to Hawaii. So that, I've thought about that recently. I've also always wanted to go to Australia and I've just never done it. Um, yeah, me, me neither. I've never been to either place and I'd love to. They nearly opened a pro hockey team. I played in the West Coast League for Colorado Springs and the Idaho Steelheads in the early 2000s. And both years they were tinkering with a team in Hawaii. Wow. Well, first of all, would they have a good team or what? It's the minor leagues. Where do you want to go play? Hey, guys, yeah. we get a team in Flint, Michigan. Nothing against Flint. And uh, Hawaii. <laughs> Maui. Uh, of course, you'd go to Hawaii. What ingredient has to be in a taco? Has to be in a taco. You got to have You got to have some kind of meat. Um, is that too general of an answer? You got to have meat. You can't have like a guaco taco or anything Okay, like that. fair. That's good enough. Uh, you're going to the moon. So it's a three-day trip. Right, three days up, three days back. Sorry, six day trip. You had to be in there, so you need some decent company. I, you know, I guess you don't. Let's just say that it's on autopilot, so you don't need to be an astronaut. But you need someone that's, I guess, people that are compatible. Whatever you want, you're in a room with somebody. What are you going to do? So you take one, Ben and J Lo. Two, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid from the movie. Three, Mork and Mindy. Four, Simon and Garfunkel. Butch and Sundance. Yeah, me too. Did you like that? I, I've I've never 
paid attention if you did because i yeah i do, I do. I, I, it's rare that i talk about it. i don't see it available all the time but yeah i do like it i it's i like it a lot it's not like one of my favorite westerns but it's i mean it's excellent i, I like I, it i like I, it I, I feel like if we got into trouble those two would be the most likely to help i feel like everybody else might fuck it up i don't know yeah and you know what i i, I gotta be honest it's probably i'd heard of it and i love the movie the sting and I didn't realize that in the yeah. 70s, at least, that's the only two movies that Paul Newman and Robert Redford did together. So I watched it just like it came up like really late. And again, think about it. My favorites, if I was locked in a room and I had to pick a trilogy, it would be the Fistful of Dollars, Few Dollars More, Good, Bad, yeah. and Ugly. So I should have seen this being a Western that came out fairly, you know, around that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I loved it. I, I don't know if it was because I was expecting nothing, but I loved it. Um, now on that same trip, you can take any four movies, but they have to be sequels. Oh, they have to be sequels. I, I that, actually, that's pretty easy. Terminator two judgment day aliens. Those, those are the two. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't bring aliens into space, but those two come to mind. For, <laughs> I see what you mean. They have to be sequels. Um, Mad Max, uh, the road warrior is Mad Max two. And let's see the fourth one. Sequel, sequel. Man, I answered those first three quick. Quick, yeah, and all fucking great picks. Damn, I don't know on the third one. Fourth you come, one. You want to come back? Um, no, I want to. I, I'm not just trying to come up with a good answer. I'm just trying to come up with some decent sequels because there's they're usually awful. Yeah, I mean it happens a lot. I feel like I saw something very recently that was like an excellent sequel. It's slipping my mind. Um, I can't come up with any sequels that are worth taking into space. You can take. I'd rather any... watch all those other ones uh, again rather than something else. <laughs> well, I mean, who asked about four anyway? It should be three. You you take any three soundtracks. Now, it could be, I mean, it could be scores like John Williams. It could be Staying Alive, whatever rock songs, disco, yeah. whatever. Any, oh, any... oh, any albums? Yeah, I don't know that it bring many scores. I don't. I don't. I like I have tracks I like from scores like Tenant, Christopher Nolan's movie's got some incredible tracks in it, but I don't like the whole thing. Um, album wise, I'm I'm bad with albums because I don't necessarily always remember the name of the albums. But um, Queens of the Stone Age, song for songs for the deaf, okay, is one of my favorite albums. The Black Keys, Thick nice. Freakness is one of my favorites. I like and your then, style. I. I've thought about this before too. Like Desert Island, one album, I'd bring like a Rolling Stones greatest hits or something. Like that, that would be the most versatile, like best music I feel like I could bring in one collection. Those like are, are three great picks. And I'm late to the party on Queens of the Stone Age. I'm into them now though. Uh, oh, yeah. I was early to the party. I mean, I, I like, I, I, I was, I think I got my driver's license when I got into them. So, I've been wow. Wow, yeah. Interesting, man. They've always come up, and I've heard a song here or there, but now I'm really into them. I'm going through their whole collection. And uh, indirectly, have you ever heard of, uh, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. They're a southern band. Oh, God. Excuse me. I got to, uh, one sec. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Drive-By Truckers. Have you ever heard yeah. of them? Yeah, I've seen, and I've, I've seen them once, I think. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a festival. Yeah. yeah. They're down south somewhere. What cereal uh, the rest of your life? You have one cereal the rest of your life. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Great pick. Okay, for the rest of your life, 
you can you're gonna you can be guaranteed right now you're gonna live to be 101 okay you're okay. guaranteed i'm playing god hypothetically you you get to live to be 101 but you've got to wear pink shoes every single day for the rest of your life and you got to go by pinky d <sighs> 101 okay the only flaw with that i really wouldn't mind the pink shoes unless they were like i mean they just they're, they're just, just you gotta wear your pinky d now your persona is pink shoes if you're at if you leave with like black uh loafers on or like air jordans or something that aren't pink you're gonna immediately disintegrate oh shit yeah okay so i'm sitting in a purple room if you didn't notice so i don't mind the pink and i really don't mind a nickname like pinky d um <laughs> i don't know that i would want to know exactly how long i'm going to live though i don't think i would live right maybe but 101 i mean are you shooting for more no no that's true you just that's you true. just you just yeah no hey who am i to criticize? I, I would me? never live like there's no tomorrow though i would always know there's a tomorrow like guy smiley said it's it's your life or this is your life uh, 100,000 bucks on the line. Okay. Right, right. now I got a hundred thousand dollars. If you're right or wrong, are there alien life forms? Yeah, there's definitely alien life forms. I question whether or not they're here the way some people think they are. Fantastic answer. Um, I think I'm on your side. Would you put your thumb on the left side of your forehead? Okay. And change your name to Skeeter Fitzgerald for $15 million right now. Not text. Oh, I, it's Can I have a, the thumb removed? No, you have to have a thumb. I'll give you like from the knuckle up, so it's not. Does right. it hang or does it stick out like a horn? It's horn. I think I'm going 15 million. It's 15 million. That could. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It can make a lot of bad days good. That's for sure. What goes on a perfect pizza? It, I mean, it's got to have pepperoni. Okay. I like a plain pepperoni. I mean, I like anything on a pe I, I like pepperoni, onion, green bell pepper. That's a good. Okay. The classic, well, a classic yeah. sort of. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Who knows what people consider classic? I, I consider that. Okay. Right now, a genie, you step on a bottle and the genie just doesn't give you options. You have to pick one of these things. So the genie says, you know what? You seem like a bit of a leader. Take control guy. So I need some of them in the population. And you have to now be either a school teacher, a pilot, the captain of a boat, or GM of a baseball team. What of a baseball team? GM. GM. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe a pilot. Maybe a pilot. A pilot. Uh, and um, do you have, for that reason, is that did that come into your affinity for the movie Flight? Uh, or others of the sort, or no? Uh, my gr my grandfather was in the Air Force for a long time. I grew up going on a base and stuff. But to, for your question, I just out of all the ones you mentioned, I'd rather be like away from everybody and up with a nice view. Versus cool, yeah. Like, and you know, you get up there autopilot. You might be able to kill two birds with one stone and multitask yeah. and watch a movie. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I don't want to get into it, but flight I put off for so long. I didn't really know what it was about. Yeah. Wild. Wild. I don't know why right. I didn't. Wild, wild, wild. And I don't want to say anymore because I'll give it away to people, but not at all with all capital letters in neon what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for that as well. Would you go into space if given the opportunity? You know, I don't know that I would. I, I don't think I would. Unless we're talking like space travel futuristic interdimensional travel yeah but to just no, go I'm saying up, like you know you got an opportunity like whatever whatever william to go up 
I mean, if it was offered to me, I wouldn't pass it up, but I've got no desire. I feel like we're in space already. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just look up at night. I'm very fascinated by space, but I'm in it already. The you most know fascinating <laughs> pictures to me or videos, or, or at least up there, it would always make my top 10 are those like orbiting satellites or ships or whatever, and people are looking down. It's just getting there. I don't know how yeah. I could ever in my right mind, like I go up the CN Tower and I freak out. I, I hate heights. I don't, I think that would be a nice picture, but I don't think I could absorb it myself as it was happening as, you know, I don't, I, I think for me, it probably ends at the TV, even though I'd love to say I could do it. I don't think like my body could do it. I oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You're in an amazing race type of a situation. Okay. You're in St. John's, right. Newfoundland. We're at one. I'm five minutes from the furthest easterly point in North America, by the way. And on the other side would be Victoria or of the sort, BC, one of the islands, Vancouver Islands. So you've got to make that distance or you got to go roll on into California, say, more familiar territory. It's an amazing race type of a situation. You don't, it, it, it's not necessarily you got to beat somebody else, but you have to get it done within X amount of time. So you need teamwork. Now you got to pick one of these people to do it with you. Okay. Simon Cowell, Val Kilmer, Steven Seagal, or Shia LaBeouf? Val Kilmer now or like Val Kilmer, 80s Val Kilmer? I think Val Kilmer when he was like Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer, no no question. Really? I, yeah. I, I mean, I think I might because Cowell is just an asshole. I don't know if he'd be a good team player. I mean, I guess... He's on shows that you have to be a team, but he seems like an asshole. Steven Seagal, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. That's unpredictable. I don't know. What he's he's a bullshitter. Bullshitter, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, he's a bullshitter. <laughs> I think. Shia LaBeouf, I just heard, is a prick. And Val Kilmer, the only reason it was going to be him or Christian Bale, because I hear that they're both hard to work with. But is that their art? Like, when they leave, are they, like, cool? I really don't know. I don't know anybody else that knows them. Yeah, if they're hard to work with, I'd 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 still pick either one of those over the other choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Given the choices, you have to make an animal noise for five hours on Sundays for the rest of your life. What animal with, would that be? I'd go with an easy one like a moo. So you okay? Like, yeah, I can moo for a little bit on Sunday mornings. Yeah, like it's five hours. You got to pick something. Five hours. A moo is very distinctive if i could purr like a cat like that kind of rattly purring i'm going to sit allow. on the couch I and do that stop meow but i'm going to allow a purr yeah i would purr like a cat okay so no yeah. moo you'd purr okay here we go the gauge but someone you never saw okay here we go five name me I can't say your favorite because it's. I don't want it to be as definitive. But usually, I ask people at this point, "Give me your five starting players ever in the NHL." If it's a hockey, if it's a musician, I ask about. Give me five great live performances. Yeah. Give me five acting performances that stand out in your mind. Acting performances. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is the first person that popped into my head, and I'm not necessarily Joker. thinking Joker. Um, is that what you mean? Like, like who, like, and no, yeah, I mean, single performances. Like I went back, I'm embarrassed to say it a few months ago. I didn't realize James Dean was only in three movies. And I said, man, I got to watch rebel without a cause. And Bruce Lee's kind of the same way. He's only, he only did a few movies. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just realized that not long ago when, um, oh God, the Tarantino movie that. Yeah. The Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. So I, I know I dig. So I dug there and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that he's only done a few. Um, but anyway, I went back and I don't know if I was overwatching it for the performance, but I really enjoyed that. It'll always stand out. Denzel Washington training day stands out. You know, there's probably 20 or 30, but what are five to you that people might enjoy or not? No. Give me your favorite. Fuck people. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to give you my favorites. Um, uh, Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York. Uh, one yeah, of my baby. favorites. Uh, Bill the Butcher is one of my favorites. I don't want to go with all ones like that. Um, uh, let's see. David Fincher's got quite a few in his. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix has got several. I, I, I don't want to. So the he would master, be one of your favorite actors. That movie he did with the master, the the master, I thought he was just doing really bizarre, kind of incredible stuff in that. That's so unusual. Um, that stood out to me. Um, man, this is always harder for me. But who else has really got me recently? I hate I just, to just went back. Go, by the I way, I just went with back Daniel and watched. Lewis. Um, I went back and watched Apocalypse Now. Jesus. Yeah, Marlon. I mean, I'm not a big like Marlon Brando neither, guy, but, but I watched it. I, like the way he they did the end of that movie is is incredible. Um, Tom I'm saying Cruise, that because you mentioned Tom it. Tom Cruise has some very underrated performances in his career. I recently rewatched Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, that's maybe not even his best, but he's so well known for all the action stuff now. Um, when he was younger, he was really in some incredible stuff that required some pretty intense performance interview with the vampire will always be my favorite from that era yeah, yeah I, that is a good one i didn't expect it it's not a fantastic movie or anything but i just didn't expect it and i like the actors see there's a few and then i'll give you one more um i don't want to go to bruce no not bruce dern um i want to go somebody older um i feel like Christopher Plummer, I want to say, and um, no, it's not a good one because I, I don't really feel that passionate about it. Um, I love that, by the way, I love that you're thinking it out. So don't you worry about taking time. You're thinking it out, and that's what makes you you. I like this. Yeah, I, you know, performance-wise, there's just certain people. I mean, again, Daniel Day-Lewis, there's so – I hate to be – that's such an obvious choice. But like Robert De Niro is an obvious choice too, but at the same time – I don't have any particular Robert De Niro performances that if I, honestly, I really like Robert De Niro. He might be a little bit overrated because I don't, I can't think of any performances of his that are just like that, like wreck you. Um, Vigo Mortensen yeah. in uh, Eastern Promises. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah Russian I know that well. gangster, you know, that's one of those things where it's just, somebody's just like, they become a different person. I feel like that that's always kind of remarkable. No, that's great. And when you say De Niro and De Daniel Day-Lewis and you're saying it's almost too obvious, the thing is, it's not. It's not too obvious for a lot of people. It's it's obvious for someone my age. I'm eight years older than you, but or your age, not that you're old, but it's not obvious to a 20, 25-year-old. I have all kinds of those people, yeah. junior hockey players and everything listening to this. You would think it, but I still hang with a lot of these guys um, in sports and whatnot, and it's not as obvious as you think. Uh, so, 
you know, I'd go back like a lot of people haven't seen Gangs of New York with the, with the oil one he did right after back to back. I mean, it was phenomenal. The two performances in a row was like, I don't know, Tom Hanks in the mid 90s. People. Go yeah. Roll. A lot of people haven't even seen those movies, dude. Yeah. There will be blood came to mind first, but I really do like him as Bill the Butcher in uh, Scorsese's Gangs in New York better. I, I just say it's a cool. It's he is a little more fun with that performance, whereas there will be blood is just this like. He's yeah. just like the most like miserable man. Yeah, and you got to pack a lunch. You know what's coming. I know you often say like you often qualify it. You're like, hey, you know what? Now, this one, if it, 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 it's going to be a little bit depressing. And then I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll watch it if you're saying it. But I got to really be in a mood. Right. I can't just throw right. that on. Yeah. It's got to be. it. Oh, look, there's my wonderful ex-wife right there. There's Darren Van Dam, the DVD. Uh, was Penny Lane behind you? Hi, Darren. Hello. Is, is, Penny Lane is a big fan as well. I often have you on. She's she knows your face like she knows mine. Um, but anyway, uh, listen. Do you have anything to promote? I got to take off and go to one of her of her soccer games. I mean, just the channel. If this is the first time you're hearing about me, uh, my YouTube channel is Flick Connection, um, and I I put up. I'm doing like two videos a week right now, uh, but I do one or two uh, episodes a week, and just like we been talking about i just i just talk about movies i recommend things to watch and tell you where they're available on streaming um so if you watch a lot of movies or you or you spend a lot of time trying to find things to watch definitely check out flick connection on youtube but that's it you can follow me on instagram at the darren van dam but i don't do a whole lot over there anymore either um and i know you got some merch and right after this uh i'm going to be the first to uh i should have something by now i like to support people but you went off you don't have any paid programming anymore, and it's not like you can pay to see you. So I'm going to get a shirt. Where do we do that? Um, I've got a uh, – you can go to DarrenVanDam.com. I've got a website. I've got movie recommendations on the homepage, all the videos. That's where I should have told people to go instead of YouTube. Just go to DarrenVanDam.com. There's uh, recommendations, but there's also links to Instagram and Spotify and the merch. Well, listen, dude, you are – I don't know what other way to put it. It sounds odd, but you are a big part of my life. <laughs> you, you, you show up uh, three or four times a week. Um, you know, my you're in you're either on the TV. My my daughter and I need a good recommendation, or you're in the background. But uh, you know, a lot of I, I I think we see the world uh, through parallel minds in a lot of ways. Right on. And um, even with what you're doing, and and you know, you get a self promote. You got to get there. I identify. I might be. Maybe the other side of the coin, or but but I do identify with a lot of what you're doing. I really respect what you're doing outside of the, you know, similar taste in movies. I just uh, I really appreciate that you do it and that you've you've worked yourself out of that cubicle. Yeah, and you're continuing to build an empire for yourself. Uh, so listen, congrats. I hope we meet sometime. I'm doing these things all over the states. I will keep in touch. I'd love to shake your hand sometime. Maybe have well, a beer. Sure. And um, congrats. Good luck to you and your family. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, dude, we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. This made my day. And there you have it, folks. DVD, Darren Van Dam. I've been wanting to get him on for a while, and it was fantastic to pick his brain for a little bit. Good luck to Darren. Check out Flick Connection, guys. Honestly, it's changed my life because we all have time on our hands, and often we get at home. We don't know what to do with it, right? But Darren will definitely steer you in the right direction, and he's an interesting cat. And also, if you're a business owner or a startup of any website or or uh, YouTube or whatever it might be, 
Uh, he's someone that could probably help out. Now, he has a lot of those videos that he refers to all this stuff. Just check out Flick Connection and uh, more more on his YouTube than anything. But there is some great stuff over on Instagram. Thanks again, DVD. Um, check out. Still August, still, still summertime. A lot of the festivals are over, but there's some awesome patios downtown St. John's and some great places to hang out and have a beer. I like to go to Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Greensleeves, Rob Roy, and the Bull and Barrel. And if I'm going to go get a bite to eat, it's Wedgwood Cafe, Merchant Tavern, or Blue on Water. Love those places. Check them out, folks. Penny Posh Women's Wear Reimagined. Check that out. PennyPoshDesigns.com and True Hockey Gear. Take what's yours. I love the new sticks. They treated me well at the Nationals last week. And uh didn't really matter what I had in the championship game. It seemed like I couldn't put it in. I was snake bit, as they say. This has been episode 116B. Thank you to Darren Van Dam. Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back in just a few days with more fun stuff. And uh Alex Newhook's Stanley Cup parade or Stanley Cup party is Monday. Looking forward to that. We're being visited by our buddy R.A. from Spit and Chicklets, the Rear Admiral. So tune in for that next week. I'll have lots of stories and hopefully have R.A. on here. It's been great. Thanks again. 116B is in the bag. Catch you all in the rebound. <laughs>